So you guys might have noticed from the title of this that this is not part of the podcast. This is going to be a branch, and I'm not really sure what it's going to be yet. I guess in terms of housekeeping ideas, there will be video. Um, I'm doing a little bit of work at the studio right now, so that's why we're not, we don't have video for this one, but there will be video. I'd like to do like a live stream too, kind of like what we've been doing with the podcast and make it a little more interactive so that we can actually talk between each other and discuss. And what we're going to be discussing are books that I think are challenging in some way, or not even necessarily challenging, but thought provoking or make us, make me look at ideas or preconceptions that I have and deal with them and like challenge our ideas and, and change our minds and force us to reevaluate things, reevaluate our views, maybe reinforce our views. Maybe we can find some better evidence for them. I don't know. I don't really know what to expect with this. I think it's important though. Maybe just for me. That, that could very well be possible, but I think it's important. I think that this could be fun. I think that this could be something interesting. And so our next book, I'm going to throw this out there at the beginning so people can can get caught up, is going to be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That is going to be the next book. And I've already started reading it. So hopefully that will be out pretty quick when I finish. Um, but we're going to talk about this book, which is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And if you haven't read it yet, obviously you definitely should. Um, my only word of advice, don't get the clean version. Get the original because the way that he talks is powerful. And I think it would be even more so without, you know, editing curse words. Which I don't know how prolific they'd be. Um, but I think it would add to it. And I can't really explain why. I think it would just be more authentic to him. Which would make it more powerful. That's my only, that's my two cents on that. But I'm not, you know, I don't feel one way or the other about profanity. So if you are a little more averse to that, maybe get the clean version. But if you don't care, I would definitely recommend the unclean version. Now this book... This is a hard book, and I don't mean that in terms of, oh, it's like a hard read, or it's boring, or, you know, anything like that. I mean, it's gonna, it's, it's going to make you look in a mirror in a lot of ways, which I think is, you know, after reading the book, I think you realize that's pretty intentional. David Goggins has gone through a lot. He's gone through a lot. And especially in today's day and age, if anyone had an excuse as to why they didn't succeed in life or why they didn't get where they wanted to be, it's him. I mean, oh, by the way, there's going to be spoilers. So right here, I'm going to put this in right here. If you haven't read the book, maybe pause it, read it. If you don't care about the spoilers, um, then just keep listening. Okay, but challenging... I mean, the guy broke both his feet. No, not even that. We could we could talk about the seals. Um, but the guy was incredibly overweight. 
a couple hundred pounds, drinking milkshakes after work, no ambition, no, no drive. I mean, how many people are like that? I've been there, not necessarily, you know, with, with the weight aspect of it, but with, you know, not sure what to do with your life, not sure where you're going directionless. And it's easy to get stuck in that. And if you account in the fact that, you know, his dad abused him and his family, you know, and the hardships he endured with his mom and not being close with his siblings. I mean, there are so many factors that, that you could point to and be like, oh yeah, like if he, if he was 400 pounds today and hadn't achieved anything and was still working for that extermination company or whatever, you would understand it. You'd be like, well, you know, he got, he got dealt a bad deck of cards. You know, his dad beat him. He couldn't pay attention in school because he was up working at his dad's business. Like all these things add up and they're, they're legitimate excuses. I think that there are legitimate excuses and there are illegitimate excuses. And he has a, he has a lot of legitimate ones. And so you wouldn't be surprised if he didn't amount to anything in life. You wouldn't be happy for him. I mean, you'd, you'd feel bad for the guy, but you wouldn't be surprised. You could point to anything and be like, yeah, this right here. This is why. You know, sleeping with a gun under his pillow. That That's why, you know. But he didn't. He, he didn't. He turned his life around. And people don't want to hear that for some reason. I think. And maybe I'm crazy with that. But it seems like today, people don't want to... They don't want to change their circumstances because it's easier to use the excuse. And I get that. I really do. It's hard. It's hard changing. Changing behaviors. Changing your outlook. Finding motivation. That shit is hard. And not not everyone... I don't know if it's not everyone wants to do it. Or they don't think they can do it. Or it's too... It's like a giant hill that's too hard to climb. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But I know that a lot of people don't. For whatever reason. Whether they have legitimate excuses. You know, maybe their parents died when they were young. Maybe they, you know, were in a terrible accident and lost limbs or became paralyzed. Or, I mean, there's so many valid reasons why you don't ever achieve what you want to achieve even, or go, you know, go where you want to go in life. There are a ton. And then you read a book like this and you hear about him, you hear about him, you know, passing buds with two broken feet. That's crazy. That's crazy. Washing back twice and then the third time passing. How many people would have quit the first time? Or how many people would have failed the first time, you know, washed out, and then not tried the second time? Or when you're sitting there taping up your broken feet, would have been like, why am I doing this? Why? I don't need to do this. Or after having done that, after having lost all the weight, made it through buds, done all this incredible stuff, started running ultramarathons, still chasing that, that itch almost of... Okay, how far can I take this? What am I capable of? How far do you, how far do you chase that? And how many people are willing to go there? Not a lot. 
I don't think. Or maybe not a lot in comparison. I think there's a small group of people out there like this. I don't know how many. But that's a real thing. Especially, I mean, after finding out about the heart condition. The holes in your heart. How many people would stop there and be like, okay, this is a sign. Like, I need I need to chill. And that's why it's it's... It's going to be a challenging book to read if you really read it and if you apply what he teaches in it. It's going to be a hard book to read because you're going to look at your life and you're going to look at what you're doing. And I would argue for most of us, you're going to realize I'm not doing enough. I'm really not. I mean, yeah, you could be busting your work, busting your ass at work for 12 hours a day. But then are you getting home and you know, watching Netflix for three hours a night or scrolling social media for four hours a day or or doing whatever, whatever it is, because there's going to be something. And if you're not prepared to face that side of yourself, I mean, two things could happen. You could read this book and say, wow, that is that's a powerful story and then put it up on your shelf and use it as a talking piece. And say, oh yeah, this David Goggins guy, almost like what I'm doing right now, <laughs> except I'm trying to apply these methods. You could use it as, as that, and that could that might be all it is for you. It's just, wow, that was a that was a powerful story, you know, and then it's locked away and you pull on it at, at cocktail parties or whatever. Whatever you use it for. But you never apply it. You don't change anything in your in your life. You don't you don't apply it. And maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. But for the other group of people out there that are gonna read this book and follow the steps and really really take in what he's saying it's gonna be hard because you're gonna look at your own life and you're gonna see oh man like there's a lot of of fluff in my life like why okay maybe I didn't get that job I applied for but did I do anything to improve my odds at getting the next job you know okay you know I really want to lose weight but what am I really doing to that am I actually dieting am I actually working out am I actually eating healthier or am I doing that for a meal a day and then my other two meals are are dog shit you know not getting I think the not getting up in the morning thing is incredibly hard right setting that alarm and hitting the snooze button every morning hitting the snooze button five six times I've been there I'm I'm probably still there in some regards because you're so comfortable in your bed in the morning. It's warm. You don't want to get up. You don't want to start your day. You don't want to go to your shit job. Whatever it is, you don't want to do it. And so you hit that snooze button. How many times do you do that a day, a week, a month? I think it's a vicious cycle. And this book forces you, if you read it in a genuine way and with an open mind and a desire to change, to become your best version of yourself it's going to be hard and you're going to have to it's it's going to be a rough path and maybe it'll be easy in some regards because you can compare your life to what happens in the book and his life and you can see okay you know maybe I don't have it that bad in comparison to what he had so if he could do it I could do it or if you maybe you have it worse and you could say well I won't know if I can do it unless I try. And sometimes that's all the motivation you need. Is okay, somebody else took these steps and did these things 
that nobody thought they could do. And now look at them. So if they could do that, maybe I could do this. That, that's, that, that can be fuel if you choose to use it as such. And I don't know if you will or if you won't. I think you have to read the book, obviously, first. But it's, but I think that's important. Hearing stories like this is important. And it's, I mean, it's also hard because of the shit you have to read that he went through. Like, nobody wants to know that that happens out there. I get that. It was a shit life. It was, I mean, I'm sure there were good parts in his life too. Moments, you know. But a lot of his earlier years and the dead-end jobs and becoming obese, like, those things... You feel for the guy. You feel for him. And it sucks. But that's not... The point of the story isn't to be a pity party, I feel. It's... It's almost like a... Like a roadmap of, okay, I started here. And it was a shitty spot. It was a really shitty spot. And I got out. And now I'm here. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't all fun. It wasn't, you know this successful climb to the top of the mountain, it was hard. It was really hard. And I got beaten down a couple times. I had a couple missteps. I hit a couple points where I thought I wasn't gonna get there and I wanted to quit. I mean, when you hear about him running that ultra marathon and he's, you know, pissing blood and shit smeared all over him and all this crazy stuff, who who wouldn't quit right there? And he's taking all these these protein gels and cracker things. I don't even know. Like, who would keep going? Well, he did. And there are multiple moments like that. When I was reading the story, I was like, Jesus, this guy, he didn't stop. After all of the these tremendous roadblocks that he hit, he either went through them or found a way around them or whatever, but he kept going. And I mean, the only thing you can really chalk that up to is willpower and the power of your mind, mind over matter. And people, people don't want to hear that either. People don't want to hear that you can push through these boundaries just by believing in yourself because the excuse is so good. And if you have a legitimate excuse that can carry you anywhere. Oh, why didn't you get, you know, why didn't you get that job? Oh, well, you know. They were racist. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. That's that's an example though, right? Oh, why didn't you, you know, what happened? Why didn't you go move across the country like you'd been talking about? Or take that that trip across the U.S.? Oh, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't have enough money and I figured it'd be hard trying to balance bills. I mean, there, there are these things that you can use to say, oh, I didn't get here because of this. And I, I think most people have those. Most people have those. Whether or not you use those, and more so, not even use those, be consumed by those in a way, is your choice. And that is a hard thing to comprehend and to accept. Because if you do, you realize, oh man, it's not all these external factors holding me back. It's me holding me back. It's what I'm doing that's holding me back. It's these habits that I've built that are holding me back. It's that mindset that I've instilled in myself that's holding me back. It's me looking for this excuse 
that's holding me back. And I know some people might hear that and think, no, this kid's full of shit. Like, he doesn't know. And you're right. I don't. I'm 23. But I know that he did it. David Goggins did it. And if anybody's had a bad deck of cards, it's him. And so if he can do it and he can overcome everything that's been laid out in this book, I think that's a pretty strong case that almost everyone can. There's this guy, I mean, this is a complete kind of tangent. There's this guy, Drew Lynch, awesome comic, but he has a stutter. And I guarantee you growing up, I haven't heard his life story, obviously. I've only seen a couple, I've seen a few of his videos and he's a funny comic, but I guarantee starting out with a stutter, people were probably like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like you have a stutter. You're never going to be a legit comic. Like you can't even get through your joke. Like, what are you doing? I bet he got a lot of that. And I don't know how long it was his dream to do that, but he probably got it as a kid too, if that's what he wanted to do. And that's a valid reason. I mean, that's like a singer. I mean, that's like, you you know, you're using your voice, but you have this impairment, impediment. I don't know. You have this thing that you could say, oh, well, I can't do, I can't be a comic, you know, because I stutter. And people would be like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, that would be something that's really hard to do with the cards that you've been dealt. But he did it. And that's a, that's like a way lesser level than what Goggins did. But it's still, it's along the same path, right? You have this thing. Whether you were born with it, you instilled it in yourself, people instilled it in you, you have this excuse and you could play it and people would be like, oh yeah, they would be understanding. Oh yeah, I get it. Or you break through it. And I think that, I don't think you have to be the person who breaks through it initially. Like if you've been using your excuse and you want to change, you can. I don't care if you're 15 or 50. Like you can, you can do that. You can, you can change your mindset. You know, one of the, one of the powerful underlying themes of this book is, is the changing of your mind and how you think. And when you hit that wall, that mental blockade, what you do. And you see that in him. I mean, he started out, this guy would buy a milkshake after work, you know, and he changed. He realized I'm not who I am right now. And I'm not where I want to be right now. And then he started taking steps to change that. He didn't go out. He didn't just start running ultra marathons at, you know, a couple hundred pounds. No, he, he ran to the block, ran to the end of the block, ran as far as he could. And then the next day he ran farther. And then the next day he ran farther and then farther, and then farther, and the weight started coming down. It's these progressive steps, but that's hard too. I mean, this whole book is hard. I keep saying that, but it's true. The whole book is hard because people want that quick fix. And that's the world we live in today, especially with social media and all these things. You see everybody's highlights. You don't see what it took to get there. You know, you just see that viral video or or that person that's at the top of the, their mountain and they're up there and, you know, they're basking in the glory because they got up there, but you didn't see them, you know, sleeping at the bottom or eating shit for years, trying to get halfway up. We only see the highlights. 
And this book, that's what I really like about this book, is it doesn't, it doesn't just shine a light on the highlights. You see, you see the rough edges. And I mean, you see these moments where it's like, it's almost a highlight, like where his mom was dating that new guy. And it seemed like, okay, like things could get better for him. And then boom, he gets knocked down because that guy gets killed. Or with the teacher who helped him get him up to that higher, you know, I think it was a reading level. But then he goes to the new school and, and he's back where he started. And that's life. And that's what people, I mean, even at, you know, 23, I recognize that. Because I've seen it in my own life. You hit these moments and it's like, man, like I was so close. And then you fall back down. And I'm only 23 and I, I can see that. It's harder to do something with that. Because you need discipline. And that, I think if there's one key signal identifying factor to whether or not you're going to do what you want to do in life and be who you want to be, it is, do you have the discipline to do what needs to be done? That's what it all ties back to. Discipline. Discipline over your mind. Discipline to recognize, you know, what it is you have to do. There's this, I was watching this motivational video, and I can't think of the guy's name, but he made this point and he said, what did he say? He said, the reason most people fail is because they give up what they want most for what they want now. The reason why most people fail is because they give up what they want most for what they want now. You know what that is? That's discipline. Do you have the discipline to try to lose this weight and start out with running down the street and then the next day run a block farther and then the next day run three blocks and then run a mile and then maybe in six months you're running three or four miles or five miles or six miles or however quickly you can get there but it takes these progressive steps do you have the discipline to wake up each day and do that because it's going to suck there's going to be some days where it's raining or if you're waking up early, you're not you're not going to want to get up. You're not going to want to do it. I think you know in my life I have those days with the gym. It's like I don't I don't want to go. And I'll sit there and you know David Goggins talks about staring at his shoes for, you know, 45 minutes and then finally putting them on and going for the run and instantly feeling better afterwards. That's a real thing. I don't think it matters how long it takes you to do it as long as you just do it. I've been there. I've I've gotten up to get ready for the gym like in the morning and then been like, no, nah, I'm not going to go and climb back into bed and then sat there and been like, fuck, I, I have to. I have to. I don't want to. I, I really don't want to. And then, man, if you give into that, which I've done, it sucks. Your whole day sucks. Because all you're thinking about is, man, I bitched out. I did not go do this thing that I'm supposed to be doing. And that if it's important to you, it's going to eat away at you. Because the whole day now you're thinking about that. Or periodically throughout the day, whatever it is, you're going to be thinking about it. And you're going to be thinking about how I had this goal. I had this thing that I wanted to achieve today. And I didn't do it. And it's not like I tried and failed, which is a different thing. It's you didn't even try. Discipline. Are you, are you disciplined enough to do what you have to do? And I think, you know, there's no, 
there's no one quick fix to be disciplined. There's no quick fix. I think the challenges in the book, because I'm assuming people read the book and we're talking like after the fact, that's why I'm like, you know, how I'm handling this when I'm talking about it. But like the challenges that you come across in the book, I think those help, those can help you to become more disciplined because they make you face yourself. I think that was a cool aspect that, that was thrown in there. I mean, I did, I did the mirror challenge was hard, you know, where you post your sticky notes up there, but it can be a tool. And I think the first step is you have to want to change because if you're not disciplined and you're not achieving your goals and nothing's happening for you in life and you don't really want to change, but you just want the optics of change, man, it's going to be a rough road. It's going to be a rough road for you until you decide you want to change. But then when you hit that point, you know, when you're sitting on the couch or sitting on the edge of your bed, watching the TV show with the seals and finally realize, man, this is not enough for me. Like what I'm doing is not satisfying. It's not fulfilling me as a person. I'm not who I want to be. When you hit that point, then things can change. And I don't think they will change until you get there. You just got to decide. You just have to make a decision and be like, okay, this, this is what I'm doing now. And one of the cool things you see in this book is that your body's going to adapt to that. It's going to be hard. Everything worth doing is hard. That's the cliche, right? But it's cliche because it's been said so often because it's true. Yeah, drinking a milkshake every day would be great for those five minutes while you're drinking it. That's going to be the best five minutes of your day. But then the, you're going to feel like shit afterwards. You have to do these things that make you better. And I this book really resonates with me in the sense that a lot of what he does is physical. Almost physical punishment in a weird way. Because you're pushing your body past these points that you thought it could go. But it might not be that for you, right? It might be something work-related. And he acknowledges that in the book. You know, maybe you're trying to get this new job. Or trying to climb the ladder at your at your company or whatever, or start your own company. It doesn't have to be physical. I think it being physical though, makes it more powerful because these physical things are things like we can all pretty much do, whether you want to accept it or not. You could do these things. You might not be able to, well, no, I think you could start your own company. You could do whatever you want in life. I'm a firm believer of that. You can, you can achieve anything you want, but that is going to be determined by you, whether you hold yourself back or whether you go out and you get it. I, I firmly believe that. And so maybe I'm biased because that is, you know, those are the messages of the book is you can do it, but are you going to do it? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little biased in that sense, but that doesn't take away from the book. And it was hard for me too, you know, reading this and looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, man, you're wasting a lot of time. You're wasting a lot of time. What are you doing? What is your direction? Are you disciplined? For those of you that listen to the podcast, and I'm going to try to keep these two things separate-ish, I think. Maybe we'll make another page 
for this or we'll just keep releasing them through the podcast. I haven't really decided yet. But I had this conversation on the podcast with Haley Lamb. Shout out to Haley Lamb because she's a big reason I'm finally doing these book things. Because I've wanted to do this for the better part of a year now and just never pulled the trigger. Is we had this conversation about discipline and I sat there and I said, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty disciplined. And I got home that night and was thinking about that conversation. So I was like, that was, that was some not truthful, you know, a statement. I'm disciplined enough to get by would be the way that I put it. I mean, I hit the gym every day. I do these things that maybe I don't want to do every day, but I do them. But I, you put me in this position, am I going to wake up and go on a run every day? I don't know. Like you have to look at yourself and that's going to be hard, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. You just got to decide. And I think the best thing you can do to start that decision, if you haven't already, and you know you want to change and you're serious about the change, read this book because it's a great book. It is a great book. And it can be a tool if you follow the steps and you go in without any ego. I hope it is a tool for you. And I guess this is the end of our first book thing. Maybe we'll focus on, you know, getting the video up for the second one. But yeah, bear with me because this one's going to be a little rough, but it'll get better. Thanks, guys.